Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. This program is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. If there are any new listeners out there this morning, and I hope there are, I want to let you know that we are a company that helps clients overcome chronic illnesses through eating real food. So, do you have high blood sugar numbers? Maybe you've even been told you have prediabetes or that you're diabetic. If this is the case, we can help you get those numbers down with real food. Or maybe it's not your blood sugar numbers that you're concerned with. Maybe it's the numbers on the scale. If you're trying to lose weight, we can help you with that too, with real food. We can help you reduce heartburn, get rid of constipation, get rid of bloating, all with real food. Or if you're a female and you're in that perimenopausal stage or that menopausal stage, we can help you get your hot flashes or other menopausal symptoms under control, all with real food. The fact is, real food matters when it comes to a chronic illness or condition. And speaking of chronic conditions, you may have heard that today three-quarters of adults now battle with their weight. And I would consider that a chronic condition or a chronic illness if you're overweight or obese. And if you've been told that losing weight is all about calories in, calories out, well, you've been told the wrong information. There's a lot more to it than that. There's a lot of science behind weight loss. And honestly, for most people today, losing weight and keeping it off takes ongoing education and support. And at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we tell you the science behind weight loss. We're not going to tell you the number of points in a slice of bread, but we will tell you the science behind weight loss and will help you develop your own personal commitment to your health through our classes and through counseling. Not only that, but we'll help you keep that commitment to yourself, which usually is the hardest part, keeping the weight off and keeping that commitment to yourself. If you haven't recognized my voice yet, I'm Cassie Weenus. I'm a registered and licensed dietitian. I'm the co-host of today's Dishing Up Nutrition program. And as you've probably guessed, I am passionate about educating people of the power of real food And because of that, I wanted to open the show this morning with just a sneak peek at some of the many conditions that we can help you overcome. But now I'm going to rein it in here a bit and get back to or get into our topic today. We have a great topic. Our topic is preventing adolescent acne. Marcy and I are going to share our own personal struggles with our own adolescent acne. And we're going to talk about how we used real food and a couple of other tricks to overcome that chronic and often miserable condition. Well, good morning, Cassie. Good morning, Marcy. Yes. Uh, I'm Marcy Vasky. I'm a licensed nutritionist with a master's degree in nutrition. Now, for all those moms and dads that might be listening out there, if your teen is struggling with acne, you know how much pain, how much emotional pain that really brings. And um, we know at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, and Cassie and I know that we can help. You know, I personally can understand some of that 
emotional pain that, you know, teenagers go through. I struggled with it myself as a, a young girl, about 15 years old. I had acne. And as I kind of think back, you know, I was searching for answers, right? Please take me to the doctor. What is going on? I need something here. So what did they give me? They gave me a medication. But really, at the end of the day, it just ended up wreaking havoc on my digestive tract. So if you're a teen out there who's listening, I want you to think about um, your digestive tract, what you're eating. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. And also, you're not the only one. There's about 8 in 10 adolescents that have acne and that struggle with that. So you're not alone. We've been through it and hope. And if you continue to listen today, even if you're a mom out there for your teen, you know, you're going to be able to go walk away with a lot of information that can be so helpful. Absolutely. And that's a lot, isn't it? Eight in 10 adolescents have oh. acne. It, it's, it's become so common. And I think that because it has become so common. I think a lot of parents think acne is just a normal part of puberty. Yeah, it's supposed to happen, right? Right. That's what they think. But you know what? Just because something's common doesn't mean it's normal. And just because most teenagers have acne doesn't make it any easier for them to look in the mirror and see those pimples all over their face. And I tell you, every time I walk down the halls of my son's middle school and see so mm. many kids with acne, it just takes me right back. I remember very well how emotionally painful not having a nice, clear complexion was. And, you know, I don't know if you watched, Marcy, but the state hockey tournament was on TV last weekend. So for any of the local Minnesota listeners, maybe you watched it on TV or maybe you were actually there. But when they did the starting lineups for these boys' high school hockey teams, it was just sad to see how many of them had pimples all over their face because they'd announce them and they'd come up and then do the the full-on screenshot close-up of their face. And a lot of them had acne, and I'm sure those boys were not loving that the cameraman got such close-up shots that clearly showed off their blemishes. Right, and that's just a snippet of one, you know, uh, area or uh, age or sports or whatever that has acne. It's not just hockey players. It's so many of us. You know, and so when I was younger, I did go to the doctor. They did give me some medicine. And what they gave me was an antibiotic called tetracycline. And I'm pretty sure that they, they're they still using that. I know I've had some clients come in and say that they've had that or use that too. Um, I was on it for a couple years. And what's interesting about it is that it actually just made my digestive tract and issues become just more serious. Um, so did it help? I mean, everybody wants to know, did it help? Well, sure. It did kind of take away some of those, the main stuff, but there, it never really cleared it up. Um, and so, but because of the medication and that antibiotic that we're always talking about, you know, be careful with antibiotics. Um, it really decreased my gut health. And what did that feel like? What did that look like? You know, I had a lot more gas bloating and the dreaded constipation, So, you know, as I reflect, I now know that my acne was partially because I had a dairy sensitivity. That's another piece of this. Um, And even as a kid, I would, you know, maybe sit down and eat cereal and milk for breakfast. And by the time I get to school, my stomach would feel sick and, you know, just not feeling well. 
But right. you didn't know it at the time that dairy. No, so okay. at the time I but didn't know that as bad, a kid you couldn't. Right, so have, I already had a bad digestion, and right. I go on antibiotics with the tetracycline, which just amped it up even further, creating uh, even more problems. And then you get stressed, and that amps up stuff. So you're we're just in a, a heck of a mess. Um, you know, so what we want to talk about first is just this dairy and how it really um, can, you know, create more acne in young kids today. Right. So I think one of our main messages this morning is going to be that for a lot of people, cutting out dairy products will either clear up that acne altogether or be a big piece of the puzzle. Correct. So, yeah, getting dairy out is a great and most often very helpful recommendation. So what does that mean? No dairy, right? Let's Uh. talk about that a little bit. Well, it means no cow's milk, obviously. So then you can't have cheese because that's made from cow's milk. No yogurt, no cottage cheese, no more pizza, no ice cream, no grilled cheese sandwiches, Mm. no nachos with cheese, no cheeseburgers. You know, I'm glad the people listening are not in the room with me because they'd be throwing tomatoes at my face. I was just going to say, don't turn the radio off yet, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't, because both uh, Marcy and I have given up dairy. And while it was hard, well, maybe I'm speaking for myself, but it was hard. But the clear skin that comes as a result is so worth it. So I encourage any of you listening, adolescents or adults, because this will work for adults, too, struggling with acne. That's right. So I challenge you, try no dairy products for the next two months, let's say. Two months is a good amount of time to see if it's working. So today is March 17th. If you start today, no dairy, and go through May 17th, that will be two months You know what? Many of you listening, if you do this, will have beautiful, clear skin just in time for swimsuit season. And if any of you struggle with acne on your back and you could clear that up in time for swimsuit season, boy, like I said, so worth it to give up that dairy. But I will say that if after two months of no milk, no cheese, no dairy products, if after two months your acne isn't better, because there are always a few people that don't respond, then it's time to look deeper into your food choices. Right. That's a great point. Um, And the other point that you made, too, that I think is that it's not just acne for the face. You know, it's acne on your back, on your chest, maybe. We're talking about all of that. Um, So just to keep that in mind. You know, I will say, though, after 20, today, 28 years later, I am acne-free. I really don't struggle with it. Um, And why? Well, I changed my eating plan. And we'll talk about that a little bit more after our first break. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And we are discussing how to prevent acne with real food. If you grew up eating processed food or fat-free food like I did and now are confused about what the heck to eat, I really do recommend taking our Weight and Wellness class series to help get your questions answered. Classes will start the week of March 29th. And when we come back from break, Cassie will explain the class series in just a little bit more detail. And if you have questions about acne today, please call us at the studio at 651 641 
1071. There are some things we wish for you to do what everyone else can do. Hop in your car, go to work, slip right into a movie seat. Now there's a perk. Buy cute jeans right off the rack. Dance at the next wedding to love shack. Play tag with your kids and hear them say, that was the most awesomest day. Walk your dog, jog, or both just cause you can. Comfortably fly coach all the way to Japan. Be there on graduation day, especially if it's yours and you got your MBA. Meet your greatest love and ride off into the sun. This is your life. Go live it. You've only got one. If you think you've tried everything to lose the weight that's keeping you from your best life, think again. Learn the new science of weight loss in the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, on-site or online. You can do this. We'll help you. You're not alone. This is a promise, not just a poem. Join us at weightandwellness.com. If you're just joining us, I'm Cassie Weenus, and I'm in studio this morning with Marcy Vasky, and our topic is preventing adolescent acne. But before we jump back into that, Marcy had mentioned when we went to break that I would talk a little bit about the Nutritional Weight and Wellness series. So to do that, I want to back up a bit and let you know that honestly, before I started working at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I was a bit confused about what to eat for my health, what was good food, what was not so good. So think about that, because at that time I had been a registered dietitian for almost eight years at the point when I found Nutritional Weight and Wellness. But before I found them, I was confused about what to eat. So don't beat yourself up if you get confused about, okay, are eggs good this week or are they bad? Can I have right, a cup exactly. of coffee or not, right? <laughs> what about that butter? Yeah, butter or no butter. Um, it can be confusing, but when you take the Nutritional Weight and Wellness series, we give you the science and it takes the confusion out of it. And you really leave being empowered to make the right choices because you have the knowledge. Yes. It's it's really a great class series. But, you know, back before I found Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I will say I did have some bad habits that I didn't know were so bad. I drank Diet Pop because I thought, well, at least I'm not getting all that sugar. And I ate a lot of low-fat foods because when I went to college, they said high-carb, low-fat was the way to go. Well, guess what? I still had a lot of acne yeah, at that point in my that. life, too. Yeah, <laughs> And I was, you know, late 20s, early 30s when I found Nutritional Weight and Wellness and still struggling with acne. But I still remember the first time I took the Weight and Wellness series. And for those of you that aren't familiar, this is a class series that runs for six weeks and you meet for two hours each time. And that first night, sitting there for two hours, I was blown away. I started making all these connections between what I was eating and how my body was responding, connections that I had never been taught before. It was amazing. I mean, for one, I learned that butter would actually help my health and that margarine was almost just a tub of plastic. You know, and there's so much other information that I that I learned that was so eye-opening for me. The Weight and Wellness series really has amazing information, but it's also taught in a very entertaining style and in in an interesting style those two hours really just fly by again as marcy mentioned classes start march 19th and you can call 651-699-3438 if you want to sign up or if you have more questions about it the the front desk staff is great at answering your questions too you can also learn more or sign up at our wet website at weightandwellness.com 
All right. So let's get back into our topic a little bit. Um, you know, the something you said about learning those connections about the food you ate and what was happening to your body is exactly what we're talking today about. You know, it couldn't be more uh, obvious and so life-changing once you take some of these foods out or just change your diet and to understand what it's really doing. So, you know, um, what I did is really once I took that dairy out, my acne really cleared up. I felt so much better. I mean, not only, you know, physically, but my stomach felt better too. Um, So one of what's really interesting is that 70% of the world's population cannot digest dairy products. So I'm not alone and neither are you. (laughs) No, isn't that amazing? You know, I was at a gathering last night. I was telling you about with... um, it was the end of the year basketball gathering. So it was families. And I was talking with one of the moms and she was sharing with me, she's been having these awful, awful stomach aches. Right. And so I reiterated this to her. I said, well, you know, 70%, you know, oftentimes if you have, that's the, my first go-to. If you're having chronic stomach aches, try giving up dairy. That's right. Exactly. And so what, what does that mean? You know, people, okay, well, give up dairy, but why? Well, typically people are um, sensitive to the protein in the dairy called casein. So that means they have trouble digesting that. And there's also some people out there with a dairy sensitivity that has a lactose intolerance. So what that means is they have trouble digesting the milk sugars in the dairy products. So you could have one or the other, or you could have, have both, both for sure. In our family, we are allergic to the casein. And so it just made me think of that, Marcy, because there are some kids at school that drink like lactate milk. Oh, right. But they say, you know, they, they, I don't know how they word it to my 12 year old son, these friends of his that they can't have dairy, but then he sees them drinking this lactate milk. So I've had to explain to him milk sugars versus the milk protein. Right. So two different things. You know, Marcy, I I know that your personal story of giving up dairy products to get your clear skin and to get rid of stomach aches will motivate a lot of our listeners. And really, wouldn't you say it's a pretty simple solution? Oh, it is so simple. It's it seems daunting for people, but really once they go for it and you feel better and you look better, well, what else can I say? Yeah, exactly. Right? It, it's overwhelming at first. I like how you stated that, but once you, you get those results, it's it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. And that is motivation to stick with the plan. But we would be doing a disservice if we didn't tell the whole story this morning. So for many teenagers and adults, for that matter, giving up the milk and the ice cream and all the other dairy products does the trick. But for some people... Myself included, getting rid of acne is a little more complex. So I'd like to share a little of my acne story. Yes, My story starts even younger than yours, Marcy. I started getting blackheads when I was about 11, 10 or 11 years old. And I still remember mom and I were driving home from somewhere, but I remember being in the old Plymouth station wagon with her and driving home and being almost in tears and Mm -hmm. saying, Mom, why does my skin look like this? Because none of my friends have blackheads. They all have have perfect, clear skin. So, of course, as moms do, they want to help you in any way that they can. She took me to our family doctor. Mm. 
We lived very rural. We didn't have dermatologists around. Yeah. So the family doctor did everything. That's right. So she took me to the family doctor. I know at the age of 10 or 11, when we first visited him for my skin, I know he did not put me on any medication right away. But if I'm remembering right, by the time I was probably 12 or 13, he prescribed something. I'm guessing it was some type of antibiotic. Sure. And by that point, at 12 or 13, I was starting to get the actual red, ugly pimples. And I I remember that the antibiotics seemed to take the inflammation down a little bit, but it certainly didn't take the acne away. Right. And I remember being so embarrassed and so self-conscious about my face. And again, mom, being a great mom, wanted to do anything and everything she could. And we kept going back to the family doctor, Mm -hmm. kept going back to the doctor and He would try some other type of medication here and there and nothing was working. So by the time I was 15 or 16, he prescribed a medication called Accutane. Yeah, yeah, that's a harsh one. It's very harsh. So if any of the listeners are on Accutane, you probably know how harsh it is. One of the awful side effects, the most awful, is that if you were to have a baby when you're on Accutane, if you're a female, it can cause life-threatening birth defects. Mm. So this is so vivid in my memory, this particular side effect, because here I was, I was a very, very innocent 15-year-old, and I had to sign off on a piece of paper saying that I would start birth control pills while on the acne because of that potential side effect of those life-threatening birth defects. I mean, it, yeah. it was embarrassing. Very it was much traumatizing as yeah. a 15-year-old, right? Yeah, yeah. But I really wanted to try anything and everything I could to clear up my skin. And we'll talk more about Accutane when we come back. Um, but I think we have to take another break. We sure do. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are a first-time listener, you may not realize that Nutritional Weight and Wellness has been sponsoring preparing and presenting this radio show for the past 13 years. We have consistent long-term local listeners, and we have an amazing number of podcast listeners. We thank all of you for tuning in and listening every week. If you're a podcast listener, please rate this podcast and write a quick review on iTunes and share our podcast with a friend or a family member. In each show, we try to include information that will be life-changing to you. If you are local and listen live to Dishing Up Nutrition, send us an email and let us know what you'd like and how you think we could improve. You can send that email to email at weightandwellness.com. Again, thank you for listening. And quickly, if you would have questions about acne today, call into the studio at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we jump back into our topic of preventing adolescent acne, I want to let you know about a special show that's coming up next Saturday. Dar and Leah, along with our local nutrition expert, Greg Peterson, will be hosting Dishing Up Nutrition next Saturday, which is March 24th. And they will be discussing the ins and outs of prostate problems and men's health. So if the man in your life struggles with prostate issues, be sure to tune in next week. I also know that we have quite a few male listeners. So if you're a male listening and this speaks to you, tune in next week. Greg Peterson, some of you might know this, but he's been teaching about this topic for almost 40 years now. So 
He really knows his stuff. Greg is a wealth of information. And in addition, he has a great radio voice. So Mm -hmm. it's always a top-notch program when we have Greg in studio. So when we went to break, Marcy, I was talking about Accutane, and I mentioned that very worst side effect of it, which is life-threatening birth defects if you were to get pregnant while you were taking this very harsh acne medicine but there's a lot of other side effects too there are a lot of a lot of other side effects um and we're going to get into that and one stat i have here is that in 2009 the brand name accutane was actually discontinued due to lawsuits over side effects isn't that wow remarkable or disturbing rather disturbing <laughs> Um, But actually, currently, it is really still available in a generic version from six different drug manufacturers. Have you ever had a client come in that has been on it? Yeah, I have. Okay. Yep. I I was just curious how much it's being prescribed still. Yeah. And it's still to young girls. I mean, mean, just the clients that I've had there, they've been younger girls. So it just is like, oh, no. Breaks your heart. Yes. Um, the American Academy of Dermatology actually acknowledged that the generic Accutane has also been linked to, to some more serious side effects. So what are those? It's things like depression, suicidal thoughts, and inflammatory bowel diseases like Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. So it can really mess up your gut, oh, basically. It can, for sure. So, and things that, you know, so I hope if you're out there contemplating Accutane, you'll first, you know, think about some of the things we're telling you today. And first see a nutritionist. Yes. Before you go on that Accutane, because I am still paying the price for all of the havoc that that drug wreaked on my intestinal tract. And how many years ago was that? You were 15. Right? Yeah. Should we do the math? Gosh, I don't know if you want to. <laughs> Almost 30 years ago. I know, darn Woo-hoo! it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just think of that. Keith, think about your future when we're talking about gut health. Um, you know, and one of, we actually had a client who was on Accutane as a teen. And what happened is that he became highly sensitive to onions and garlic. And he was an international, or he is an international salesman, and he basically had to take his food with him everywhere he traveled because he'd react to foods he ate. And it just became such a challenge for him. So I know that seems really long-term when you're a teen and we're talking about you know, your life as a 40-year-old, mm-hmm. but it's going to happen. Yes. You're going to make it to 40, and you want your gut to make it happily to 40. Yes, wasn't it Hippocrates that said... Your gut is the mother of all health. Yes. If your gut is not healthy, so many different areas of your health just start to go down the tubes. They really do. You want to keep your gut healthy and taking Accutane is not going to keep it healthy. You know, and some of the other more common side effects. So you listed some some pretty harsh ones that have happened. Some of the more common, less Uh, critical, I guess I could say, ones are dry skin. And I remember, I mean, that's how it works. It like, I remember thinking Mm -hmm. it was sucking every bit of moisture and oil out of my skin. Right. And then I know for me, my right at the corners of my mouth on each side, it cracked and it bled. You know, so every day I 
look like a vampire and bleeding. Right, you were lubed up the with chapstick. My mouth and yeah, <laughs> yes, I had chapped lips, so you always got to be putting that chapstick on. Um, I know some people, this is one side effect, some people experience hair loss. Thankfully, I didn't experience that one, but that's another side effect. Nosebleeds, headaches, and also a problem with night vision. These are all listed in the product insert of Accutane. Not fun. And guess what? I didn't tell you this part yet, Marcy, but I ended up taking two full rounds of Accutane. Oh, no. So, yeah, I don't remember how many weeks they allow you to be on it. I mean, it's so harsh. I that think it's, it's eight. Okay, so it's very but, specific, and then yeah. you, you come off. Mm-hmm. And I, if I remember right, don't quote me, but if I remember right, you're only allowed to do it twice in your life. And so a year or two went by, but my skin was not getting better. And Mm -hmm. so our family doctor put me back on it again. And like I was telling you during break, it worked while I was on it. My skin looked great other than my cracked. Yeah. (laughs) Cracks at the corner of my mouth and I'm bleeding. But my skin cleared up. But as soon as I went off it, those pimples came back with a vengeance. So in the end, did it help? No. And it wreaked havoc on my intestinal health. You know, and just thinking about my long journey, I also was on a medication, and this must have been a little bit later. I remember I was living on my own, so I was 19 or 20, and I made an appointment with some doctor where I was going to college in that town for my acne, and they put me on something called spironolactone. Yeah. Have you heard of that? Yes, I have. So usually that's a medication that the doctor will prescribe for high blood pressure, but there's some side effect they figured out that for some people it helps clear up skin. Right. Well, for me, it did nothing. Oh, no. And it just messes with your hormones. Yes. Yes. And so anyway, then they, long story long, they took me off that and then they put me on a low dose antibiotic, not just for a couple months or a year. I was on a low-dose antibiotic from the age of 19 until I was 30 years old. I can't believe that. Straight. Uh, I, but you know what? I have clients that come in, and they are just on these chronic low-dose antibiotics. I mean, and they've got diarrhea. I mean, huh, right? wonder why. I know. Right? I mean, what is left in your intestinal tract? Nothing. No, because antibiotics, our longtime listeners know this, they yeah. kill bad bacteria, but they kill good bacteria, too. So That's you. Right. You just get wiped out. So 11, 12 years straight of being on an antibiotic. And honestly, the only reason a doctor thought to take me off of that antibiotic is because I got married and I said, okay, we want to start a family now. And so the doctor said, okay, time to start the antibiotic. But, you know, my acne sadly never cleared up until I was in my early 30s and I found nutritional weight and wellness I I learned a whole different way of eating when I found nutritional weight and wellness. I learned I needed to get out all those processed carbs, so all the bread and the pastas. I needed to eat more meat and more healthy fat. Something else, and perk up your ears here on this one, listeners. Something else that I learned at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is that a zinc supplement can be very helpful in clearing up skin. It can be. So I gave up dairy. That was one of my things, which was the biggest piece of my puzzle. But I also started supplementing with 50 milligrams of zinc, which just took me to another level Mm -hmm. in terms of clear skin. And back at that time, I started taking three omega-3 fish oil soft gels as well. And, And that really helped too. So Oh, good. Yeah. You know, everybody's 
perfect puzzle to get their good skin is different. Oh, for sure. We all have a different path. Absolutely. And And some of us have more puzzle pieces than others. Right. So for me, dairy was a big one. I won't get into this, but I did also, well, maybe we will talk about it in a bit. (laughs) I, I did give up gluten too, but dairy was definitely the big one. Was it hard to give it up for you? Did you feel, you know, it, it was, it was really hard. Was it? I can't get around. It was really hard for me and I didn't think it would be. I found out that I needed to give up dairy and that I was gluten sensitive at the same time. Right. So I cried. Oh yeah. Well, I, you have, I did too. It was a grieving was, process. For sure. For but sure. you know what I was crying about was no more bread, no more pasta, no more bagels. I wasn't crying about dairy. And then I started to implement the gluten-free dairy-free plan And I realized, oh my goodness, gluten-free is pretty easy. This no dairy is really hard. Yeah, it is hard, but it's so doable. It's so worth it. It's it's so so worth worth it. it. It's just the beginning months that are hard. And then once my skin cleared up today, easy, easy to go to stay dairy-free. I don't even miss it anymore. I only wish that my mom had known or that somebody had known to tell my mom. I know. Back when I was 10 or 11 to stop drinking the milk, stop eating the cheese, stop the yogurt. I could have avoided all of those awful medications and I could have had a a clear complexion too. So that's right. All right. It is already time for another break. Our third break. Here we go. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. As a nutritionist, I really, I often hear clients making the comment, why am I tired all the time? Or I am just so tired. Um, so what did we do when we kept hearing that? We put a class together that's called, why am I so, why am I tired all the time? And as a special thank you to all of you, we are offering this class for only $10. We have a class on Friday, March 23rd, and it'll be held at our Maple Grove office. And we are repeating that class in North Oaks on Tuesday, March 27th. Is it time to get your energy back? Are you asking yourself? If it is and you feel like you don't want to be tired anymore, call 651-699-3438. Today to call today to save a spot in this class. Um, because actually North Oaks is almost full. So Better call. Call right now. Right now. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you've been listening since the start of this show, you know that Marcy and I both understand from personal experience that whether you're a teen or an adult, acne is frustrating. It's embarrassing. It, it can even take away your self-esteem. On that note, if you or your adolescent are struggling with your skin health, I encourage you to consider making an individual appointment with a nutritional weight and wellness nutritionist or dietitian. They can really help you to get on a plan to recovery because food matters when it comes to acne. Both Marcy and I are certainly living proof of that. And probably within just a few appointments with a dietitian, you will change your life and change your skin. So if you want to make an appointment, you can call 651-699-3438. And keep in mind that if you live out of the area or out of state, we also do appointments by phone and by Skype. 
So we had a caller, didn't we, Marcy, that didn't want to go on air? Yeah, we did. And her question was, she has a 12-year-old son, and they are already dairy-free and gluten-free, but he still continues to get those blackheads. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, my first thought, because we did this for a short period of time when we had to go gluten-free, was we bought a lot of gluten-free processed products. Right. And then we felt like crap. And then I'm like, what am I doing? We need to get back to healthy eating. So I'm wondering, that would be one thought, because I know the mom is listening that called in. If you're doing a lot of gluten-free pasta or gluten-free bread or gluten-free crackers, those turn to a lot of sugar, which this question is really a great lead in into what we wanted to talk about next is that for most people, a piece of the puzzle with clearing up their acne is getting the sugar out. That's right. You know, we have um, a guest who has been on our show call. Her name is Dr. Marion Nessel. She's actually the author of The Food Politics. And one of the sugar pieces for a lot of kids is soda. And Dr. Marion Nessel calls that liquid candy. So that's another thing for this caller. Maybe that 12-year-old is drinking pop. Yeah, or those um, caffeine drinks, like the highballs or whatever they are. You know, there's a lot of of sugar-filled things. Um, So we know that that a 12-ounce can of soda has about 10 teaspoons of sugar. And who drinks cans anymore? The kids are all walking around with bottles, so might even be getting more. For sure. And that sugar is in the form of then that high fructose corn syrup. Right. So, and that's not all. There's some pretty amazing facts here that drinking just one can of soda a day increases your child's risk of becoming obese by 60%. So not only may you get more acne, but now you're increasing your risk of obesity as an adult. Drinking one can of soda a day increases a woman's risk of type 2 diabetes by 80%. Wow. That is incredible. There's a lot of diabetes in this country, and we do as a country drink a lot of pop. So maybe that's the connection. And another surprising fact is that uh, people with the highest intake of sugar have a 275% increased risk of having a heart attack. Oh my gosh. So those are 75%. I know. Uh, Go ahead. I was just going to say sugar is not our friend. No, no. You know, and I know that for years, dermatologists told us that diet had absolutely nothing to do with acne. But we now know different, and the current scientific evidence links insulin resistance to acne. So some of you yeah. are thinking, okay, so what do you, what's the deal? What causes insulin resistance? Well, our longtime listeners might remember us talking in the past about the fact that diets loaded with sugar and processed carbohydrates cause insulin. That's right. Um, and if we look at uh, traditional cultures such as the Inuit natives of Alaska, we see that these natives had no problem with acne until they started eating a Western diet, which, what does the Western diet look like? Well, it's full of refined carbohydrates and sugar. And what happened? They, uh, their acne breakouts began to appear. See, acne is not normal. Right. We shouldn't just expect to have this. Acne is a food problem. So... You know, kind of just think about that. Every time you're putting food in your mouth, what is this 
is this creating inflammation? And what does my inflammation look like today? It could be that acne. You know, another one of the big causes of acne are diets loaded with sugar and processed carbohydrates. So if your teen is eating too many carbohydrates, too much sugar, maybe they start the day with a big bowl of cinnamon toast crunch cereal, which it turns into 16 teaspoons of sugar in our body. Right. You know, they're going to have more acne, perhaps. Yeah, you know, and you think of all the kids drinking these, what I call foo-foo coffee drinks. Sure. I had to go to a, a meeting that I'm on the board of directors for, and we happened to meet at a Starbucks this particular night, and I walked in, and it was all these teenagers doing their homework with these huge oh, like no. mochas and frappuccinos. And so I looked it up for the show, and even just a medium milk chocolate mocha, just a medium, gives you about 12 teaspoons of of sugar. And yeah. a lot of teenagers are drinking this stuff. So it's not just the food choices, it's what teenagers and adults are choosing to drink that can be causing the acne as well. That's right. And like we said, the evidence is showing, the scientific evidence is showing that insulin resistance is linked to acne. And we know that eating and drinking too many high sugar foods day after day is what causes insulin resistance. That's right. We have so much more great information. I know. And let's just kind of do some tips here. Yeah, yeah, to wrap it up. That's right. We want to give you some useful tips that you can share with your teens. So tip number one would be switch from fruit juice and soda pop to drinking water. You know, water is going to help eliminate those toxic waste from the body, and it can also help regulate hormones. So what? how much does that mean? We want to drink about 8 to 10 glasses of water a day. It's a good place to start. Perfect tip. I love it. And then tip number two, follow a low-sugar diet. So, you know, too many breads, too many granola bars, too many milk chocolate mochas, that's high sugar. You want to follow a low-sugar diet and also get plenty of protein and plenty of healthy fats. If you can stay away from or at least really limit the processed carbohydrates, those high sugar foods, and eat real food, your skin will thank you for it. It will, and it'll also thank you when you take the dairy out, possibly. So watch out for dairy products. Be real mindful. Remember what Marcy said early in the show, 70% of us cannot digest dairy. Maybe your skin is telling you you're part of that 70%. And tip number four, there's some key supplements that can really get you to that perfect place when it comes to your skin health. One is Bifidobalance. That's a really great probiotic or good bacteria. And as I stated earlier, when I quoted Hippocrates, the gut is the mother of all health. So you have to keep your gut healthy. We would recommend Bifido Balance two to four times a day. Also make sure you're getting adequate vitamin A. Mm-hmm. You can do this with cod liver oil, two teaspoons a day. And then consider zinc between 30 to 50 milligrams. So our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. It's a simple yet powerful message. Eating real food is life-changing. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. 
Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.